Welcome, Spirit and Truth family and friends who are joining this podcast today. This is Sarah Koppel, and my talk today is to encourage those of you who are encouragers. That sounds strange, I know, but sometimes we can feel like we lose sight of what our calling is and our purpose, and we wonder if we're really making a difference in the world to those around us. Maybe you've helped one or two people, or maybe you have a a worldwide effect, but whatever it is, even the best of us can have those times where we wonder if we really matter, if what we do really matters. And there's a thousand-year-old saying that says a rising tide lifts all boats. And whenever we lift others, we lift ourselves, we lift our community, and one at a time, it may seem like you don't see the effect of your encouragement, but I guarantee you, you are making a difference. Even in the life of David in the Bible, whenever his city and his community was raided by the enemy, and they took wives and children and, and belongings and his soldiers, his army, his men turned against him and started complaining and saying, why have you brought us here? Why have you led us here? Now we're going to die. Now we've lost our families and now everything is terrible. And he could have fallen down with them, but in order to keep his kingdom and his community and his strong men and their wives and their families, the Bible says he encouraged himself in the Lord. He didn't let the enemy coming in and messing up his territory and taking their family. He didn't let that defeat him. He didn't let the fact that his right-hand men and the people who had been there with him turned on him and started talking against him. He didn't let them make him give up on what he knew God had called him to do. He went back and remembered his victories. He remembered that nobody was there when he fought the lion. Nobody was there when he fought the bear and God gave him the victory. But God was preparing him for the toughest times of his life. And he looked back and encouraged himself in the Lord. Another great example is the Apostle Paul. He was such a dynamic preacher and light and he affected the world. He came from being a Pharisee of the Pharisees and he was against the Christian. He was against Jesus and and the work that they were doing and he was fighting against them. But God turned him around. And one of the people that he, in turn, won was Titus. And there's a book in the Bible called Titus. And Titus was a great Christian, just a solid person. And he's noted as being an encourager. So here's great Apostle Paul. And guess what? He needs a Titus. Every one of us needs a Titus in our life. Every one of us needs. If you don't have it, then yes, we're going to be like David and encourage ourselves in the Lord. But we all know that we need those people in our life that can encourage us when we, in turn, are down. And in the scripture in 2 Corinthians 7, 6 through 7, it says, one of the examples of Titus is that you give comfort to others. And here's what the scripture says. Nevertheless, God, that comforted those who are cast down, comforts us by the coming of Titus, not by his coming only, but by the consolation wherewith he was comforted in you when he told us your earnest desire, your mourning, your fervent mind toward me, so that I rejoice the more. And there are those whose very presence brings peace to us when we're agitated, when we're around them. 
they are just not the kind of people who are going to come and stir up controversy or stir up dissension or have a complaint or have an attitude. They come and they smooth the situation. If they come into a situation where people are mourning, they know how to give them the comfort of God. If they come into a place where someone's going through a tremendous trial, they know how to give a word. And that was Titus. Here was the great apostle Paul, and he needed a Titus. And it, and it says here that the church in Corinth said that they were so encouraged by the comfort of the coming of Titus, just him coming to their church. And they were going through a lot. You know the book of Corinthians and how the apostle Paul was correcting the error that was going on. The practices were not in alignment with the Christian faith. And he was trying to deal with them. And it was a great burden to him. He was going through his own things and he couldn't be there. But when he sent Titus and Titus went there, he went and he brought comfort. He was able to help the people there. And then he called back. I say called because I live in the 21st century. But in those days, they wrote letters back and forth. But he wrote a letter. And instead of saying, you were right, all the bad things that someone told you that's going on in Corinth is absolutely going on. My, my, my. Instead, he didn't stir up the controversy, but he wrote back and said to the Apostle Paul, wonderful things are happening here. God is touching people. God is working in the church. And it put Paul's mind to ease. It gave him comfort. It gave him a sense of reassurance. Maybe there wasn't that much change visibly, but in Titus's optimistic mind, in Titus's encouraging spirit, he went in there where all the problems were that Paul was trying to solve from a distance through letters, and he went in there face to face. The Bible said he wanted to come in there face to face and not just in letters as they were doing, but to go see for himself. And that's the special thing about encouragers. They're selfless. They leave where they're at and they will come to those who are hurting. They're not afraid. They come calmly. They come with maybe a, a dinner. Maybe they come over with a blanket. Maybe they come over with a prayer cloth and they come with a smile and they come into troubling situations and they encourage us. When you're an encourager, when you comfort people, when you minister to people, just by virtue of what you give out, God's going to give you a double portion. You may not feel like it. You might get to times when you say, am I really making a difference? Is my little part in the kingdom of God, just the little things that I do, the small things that I do, really making a difference? And I want to tell you today, you are making a difference. Those little actions that you do, the face-to-face -face that you do, the groups that you hold to bring people in to your home or into your Bible study and, and just give them a word from God and leave out the drama, leave out the chaos, leave out the negative talk. Just like Titus, Apostle Paul was calmed down. He had so much on his plate. He had so much going on. And Titus sent back a word and says, it's okay here, brother. The church is doing good. And another thing encouragers do, they are problem solvers. 2 Corinthians 8, 16 through 17 says, But thanks be to God, which put the same earnest care into the heart of Titus for you. For indeed he accepted the exhortation, but being more forward of his own accord, he went unto you. So Paul was writing all those letters that you can read in the Bible when he was correcting them. 
from the sins that they were involved in and the wayward doctrine they got involved with. He, he was writing them letters, but Titus went there personally. He went beyond what Paul asked him to do. He traveled all the way to Corinth and he started to help to solve the problems in the church. We need leaders like that. We need encouraging people like that. People who don't just see problems, but people who see solutions. People who are not afraid to sit down and have the hard conversations, who aren't afraid to sit in a mess and say, it's okay, we can do something about this. Who are able to resolve differences face to face, who are able to go in with people that are going through all kinds of things and say, it's all right, God's here, God's gonna help us. You might've made a mistake, but it's not over. God's not done with us just because we make a mistake. God is working on us daily. And Paul kept sending those chain letters and and Titus put forth the effort to actually go there, not just write him a letter, but roll up his sleeves and help. And if you know someone's going through a trying time, there is nothing that replaces you showing up for them. That is what encouragers do. You show up for them. You don't have to have perfect words. You don't have to have the right thing to say. Just coming and sitting with people in their time of trial, sitting in the hospital with them, sitting in the courtroom with them, sitting with them when they're going through a loss of a loved one by a casket, whatever that is. When you go and sit with someone face to face and you just show them you're you're there for them, you're willing to listen, you roll up your sleeve, you can help them do something practical, pick up their house. If there's a widow that you can do the their lawn, if there's someone that has car trouble and they don't know anything about it and you can help them, just simple little acts like that in person is what is so awesome and dynamic about encouragers. They bring order where there is confusion. That's what a real, true, biblical, Titus type of encourager is is they bring order where there's confusion. I have people in my life that I have admired so much because of their ability and courage. Their hugs are so meaningful. Their smile is so meaningful. They're not asking for anything. They're not looking at you for anything. They just look at you and smile, a warm, loving smile. And just their presence, it brings order where there's confusion. And it lets you know, I can do this. I can make it. I can come through this. Someone believes in me. Someone has faith in me. Someone's willing to be my friend through my darkest, most uh, confusing hour. And they they sit down and read the word to me. That is so powerful. If you know someone who is sick in the hospital or sick at home or stuck at home, if you'll just read the word of God at them, that is so powerful. The book of Titus 1, 4 through 5 says, To Titus, mine own son after the common faith, They were so close. When you become a part of the family of God, those people become your family. Your sons, your daughters, your brothers, your sisters, your aunts, your uncles, adopted moms and dads. He said, Mine own son after the common faith, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ our Savior. For this cause left I thee in Crete, that thou shouldest set in order the things that are wanting, and ordain elders in every city as I have appointed thee. Titus's life sends him on to Crete, where days ago he was dealing with some other things and he comes all the way back there again. He's coming back there and he's dealing with more confusing situations, but he brings peace 
order. And then he raises up other leaders. If encouragers can raise up another leader, Paul raised up Titus, and then it says Titus ordained elders in every city. He went around building up other believers and giving them strength and leadership and ability to to go and bring order and calm and peace and hope. And he raised up other leaders. And that's what we need. Those of you who are encouragers, if you'll train somebody to do what you do. If you can train someone and show them the way, someone who maybe used to cause confusion, stir up trouble, bring questions, bring more problems, and they bring solutions. We tell that our staff and our our volunteers, before you bring us a problem, think of the solution. Before you just say, we don't have this and we don't have that and this department, that department, put it in your work, put it at the church, anywhere in life. We say, before you come telling us a problem, sit down and write down your ideas of how we can fix it. What can we do to make that better? And that's what we need to be as people as we bring solutions. We don't stir up people and say, man, this is horrible. It's terrible. Oh my goodness. Have you seen what happened? But instead we look for ways to bring joy, to bring comfort, to bring solutions, to solve problems, to bring order. And sometimes you have to bite your tongue. If you're not a natural encourager, just start praying to the Lord. Lord, give me a Titus spirit so I can lift up the hands of my leader, of my boss, of my family, of my husband, of my wife, and I can be a Titus to them, that I can write back to them and say, it's okay, I fixed it. It's okay, I brought calm to the situation. I'm not gonna call you with a panic voice and saying, you gotta get over here. You sent me and I'm gonna be a Titus and I'm gonna find solutions. I'm gonna find ways to encourage and I'm gonna be an encourager to others and God will bless you for it. And I know many times when we are the ones who are givers and we take care of others, sometimes we can feel as if we're not appreciated, as if it's, you know, we're just a drain that all of the goodness is coming out of us and people take it and yet you might feel empty. But there's a quote that says, when helping others, you need to remember the reward isn't found in the repayment from those that you help. The reward is found in the gratitude of your own heart that you are blessed enough, you're fortunate enough to have a calling and to be in the position of a person who can help others. Thank you, Lord, that you have me in a position where I am able to help others. Thank you, Lord, that I'm not on the street with no food, with no roof, Lord, with no protector, but God, you have put me in a place You have given me the mind to know, God, your word and and your purpose. And I'm so blessed that I'm a person that's able to give. I'm so blessed that I'm a person who's able to encourage other people. I'm so blessed, Lord, that you gave me comfort when I was hurting. And when you put your spirit in me, you gave me the spirit of a comforter that I can go into situations and comfort other people. Thank you, Lord. I'm not going to look at it as I give to people and they don't give back. I give to people and they don't repay me. I give to people and I don't hear any thank you or appreciation. No, I'm going to flip that around. I'm going to be like Titus. Paul won Titus. Titus went around anointing other leaders. And I'm going to say, thank you, Lord, that you put me in a position that I'm able to encourage people that I'm able to have enough mind, spirit, heart, 
blessing to be generous. And you put me here to use what I have like Joseph in the Bible, like David, like Titus, to go and and give and be an encourager to other people. And that's a blessing. That's not a, a default. I'm not weak when I'm an encourager. I'm not weak when I give to people, when I have compassion. No, I'm blessed. That means that God trusts me with the hearts of other people. So those of you who are encouragers, put your head up high today. Don't think I just do this and I do that, little things for people. I hug people. I give them a good word. I'm not like the Apostle Paul. I'm not like so-and-so and so-and-so. No, you are so special. God trusted you with a spiritual legacy that is so strong that we're still going to talk about you for years to come because you bring peace, you bring love, you bring answers, you bring solutions, you go to places and you just come in there and bring the presence of God and a word from the Lord. And I could name some of you that I know in this church and in my surroundings that you are such wonderful encouragers, but you know who you are and God knows who you are. And I want all of the encouragers to feel blessed today because we need your spirit. We need your encouragement. We need your peace. We need your hugs. And God will bless you doublefold. So I hope I encouraged all the encouragers today. And if you need it, you, you encourage yourself in the Lord. Go back and remember what God's done in your life. Sit there quietly for a minute and say, Lord, you answered this prayer, that prayer. You've done this. You've done that. I have been too blessed not to be thankful. So bless all of you and have a great week.